What are we here to do today, anyway, guys? You know, see, the <laughs> thing is, it's kind of interesting that we're kind of uh, filibustering to open the show here because we, 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 we there's, there, because there's nothing to talk about. I mean, Demarcus Cousins got traded not to the Celtics, though. So other than that, it's just been a slow week. I mean, yeah. we can open up talking about uh, Vladdy Divac and the Kings getting robbed. And, and giving up Omri Caspi and DeMarcus Cousins for a bag of trash. I mean, yeah. Do we want to start there? Well, they really love Buddy Heald. Yeah, oh, they, they, they're absolutely in love they, with Buddy Heald. They, they and think they he's like, the next hey, Steph Curry. That, that no, Tyreek no, guy, let's Steph get him Not back they, here. just the owner thinks <laughs> that. Yeah, just well, the owner. Well, he, 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 yeah, he thinks that he's the next Steph Curry, though. He fell in love with the player. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? The Kings, honestly, uh, I don't think that they cared what they got in return for DeMarcus Cousins. We talked about it. Last week, we said, well, they're working on a contract extension. And I was like, well, I, I think that's just a leverage thing. But the leverage didn't even work out <laughs> He could still them. sign with them w- during the offseason. What, what I loved about the Sacramento yeah, but he, Kings. You know that's not going to happen. What I loved about Sacramento Kings was Vlade Divac coming out <laughs> at the press conference <laughs> saying that he had a better deal on the table. Like, who does that? <laughs> who co- even if there was, like, who comes out and tells the fan base, Wait, hey, Vlade Divac. Well, we had a better offer two days ago, but we said, meh. Screw that. By we'll the same a, we'll team, wasn't it? By offer. the same team? No, no, it's by another team. Oh, I, I, wasn't there a better offer by the same team, too? Pr- probably. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching Comcast Sportsnet, and they were showing um, B-roll footage of his interview with the media, and underneath Vladi Divac, they put Vladi Divac, robbery victim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's true. truly what it was. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, everybody says, well, why didn't the Celtics make a trade? It's because the owner really fell in love with Buddy Heald, so there was no other trade that was going to be proposed going their way, yeah. and that they were going to accept it any deal involving boogie cousins to the celtics they would have been asking for more from the celtics because the celtics have more chips than everyone else basically any trade that might have been proposed to the celtics this deadline the the asking price if you're the celtics was higher than for any other team because everyone knows you've got all these chips you've got all of these assets that you got the brooklyn picks you got the dallas pick you got uh a litany of point guards and young players at your disposal here too many guards the celtics are in a position that not many teams have been in lately where and it's where you're winning games position because winning games and you have lottery picks right you you've got (laughs) high draft picks coming up you've got a good young team and you're in second place in the east and that uh, I believe you can't is ask one of the, much more. You can't, but I think that that's part of the reason but why no one wants to deal with the Celtics. They're yeah. in too much of an advantageous <laughs> but, position. But you're still so far below the Cavs. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, that, and that's the thing. You know, you you don't get Boogie Cousins. Fine, whatever. You weren't even in on the conversation. That's a little bit upsetting, considering he fills. Pretty much every need that this team and has he fits the uh, dynamic of this team. Uh, a big guy that can shoot threes, and yeah, he helps but... you. He helps you on the boards, and he can shoot. Yeah. All right. So he does uh, fit into Brad Stevens' system in terms of the kind of player that he is. Obviously, they were out on this guy because of the locker room issue or the potential locker room issue. Or they didn't want to mess up the Ste- team chemistry. Stevens didn't want to coach him. Well, and that's what I'm getting at here right. is that Brad Stevens looked at the player and said, "Look, I like what we've got going on in this locker room. These players all play for each other. They they play hard. It's a team game. And I don't want a guy like Demarcus Cousins coming in here and screwing that up." Yeah, and I was gonna wait to get to it but I'm gonna get to it now everybody says well why don't you pull like a Kevin Garnett kind of deal okay Jalen Brown Marcus Smart Avery Bradley um, Kelly Olenek these guys are nothing compared to Tony Allen Gerald Green Sebastian Telfair which are bums which they gave away in the trade okay you know Tony Allen Allen wasn't in that deal no 
Tony Al- no, Tony Allen went. To, he won a championship with KG. He went to Memphis like yeah. two or three years later. Well, I, I forget who else is. Wally Zerbiak. Tri- Wally Zerbiak. I loved Wally. But those guys are bums, okay? And you're looking at it as a trade proposal that the Celtics would have had to put on would be Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Brooklyn Picks. For a a guy named Paul George who's going to L.A. after he gives up his contract with Indiana anyway. Right. And and then Jimmy Butler is not going to put you over the top. So if I'm Ainge, you know... I'm not. I'm not happy, but I'm not mad. You're not making yeah. a deal just to make a deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Both of you said it right on the dot. Like he didn't want to meddle with a team that's currently second in the East. And if you're not going to make a move at the deadline this year that puts you over the top, then why do it? Well, and here's my problem with it because I don't necessarily have an issue with Ainge not pulling the trigger on a deal that's going to somewhat mortgage your future for a guy that may not even sign here with you in the off season. And Paul George, I'm not that upset at face value, but also. Danny Ainge not pulling the trigger based on the fact that this team is second place in the East means nothing to me. Because the reason he doesn't pull the trigger isn't because he believes in this team being second place in the East. He doesn't believe that they have a shot at making a run at Cleveland. He did it because he knew even pulling the trigger on a deal means that you're, it, it doesn't put you above and beyond Cleveland. No, right? you're it, handicapped you can't, you can't even beat Cleveland if you make that deal. Mm-hmm. And that's my issue. With the NBA in general, okay? Because there's no parity in this league. You have to be able to... Currently. You, you have to make your moves based on the fact that... Uh, of whether or not you can beat the best team in your conference. And there's just so little parity that you look at it and you say, we can't even beat Cleveland if we make this move. Which to me is the most asinine thing in pro sports. Because you should be able to have enough parity where... On any right. given night, any given series, any team can beat the other. It's the only and that's s- not how it is in the NBA. It's the only well, there, sport that that happens. Yeah, uh, and I was going to say, you know, back in the day, there was two powerhouses. And, and it was the Celtics versus the Lakers. But then you also had teams that were really in the mix, like Chicago, like um, Utah Jazz. I mean, you had these really good teams that were right there on the borderline. And the Celtics are not right there. That, that's the difference. Like, you, you got Golden State and you got the Cleveland Cavaliers, and everybody else is, you know, down in the pile of the dump, okay? And, and at the end of the day, you got to look at the Golden State Warriors, right? Their development of players is really what makes them click, right? Right? And, and so if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm kind of taking that mentality moving forward. And I'll say, you know what? I'm going to build through the draft. Right. It might, take, it might take longer than ha- having that superstar, but no superstars coming here. And, and that's the problem. That Al Horford's the only big name free agent the Celtics have ever signed. Well, the problem is, uh, Brian, those days of finding a franchise senior player, they're over because there's none out there. It's Kevin Durant. It's Steph Curry. It's right. LeBron James. It's right. Russell Westbrook. And those, it's the Marcus Cousins. And those teams were, were drafted by the teams they're currently on, aside from... Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins. Well, right. and LeBron left and came back. Well, yeah, but that's so because... So that doesn't count. He, he already left and came back. That's because but he's my, a DB, my whole point you know? is... Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's another point towards this league has problems in terms of the best players can dictate where they go, right. what teams are the best teams right. in the league. And no one picks the Celtics. Uh, no no, no fault on them, but uh, I don't know if it has to do with like how cold it is. How no, it's they not just a don't have a guy. Right. Which, which is why I thought pulling a... Tr- uh, 
pulling a trade at the deadline might have been advantageous to them in the offseason because if you get a guy like Paul George, right. if you get a guy like Jimmy Butler, Make a run. now you're more now you're in a more apt position to draw a free agent here in the offseason. But you can still try and pull that off before the NBA draft. And and that's what I want to key on because I think moving forward they should definitely look into developing all their players because you can't just write off of Jalen Brown. He's 19 years old. You right. can't write off of Marcus Smart. He's 21, 22. Right. Yeah, but, These but guys, specifically until- Jalen Brown, uh, he didn't get the minutes until Avery Bradley went down, and now he's showing he's showing up. Well, until Dave. Cleveland or the Golden State Warriors fizzle out, it, it's irrelevant. Jalen Brown's not going to become a guy that's going to put you over the edge. He's just not. So you're just basically waiting out these two teams. Well, and that's what I mean. At some point, you have to pull the trigger on a trade and get a superstar in here. Otherwise, you're going to draft, you're going to develop, and what, five years from now, your roster's going to have turnover. It's not even going to be the same team. Right. And, and, and all you're banking on is that five years from now, Cleveland and Golden State aren't, aren't the teams that they are. But at that point, there's going to be another team with, with three superstars. It's just how the te- how the league works. And guys, they, they have a lot of players on the roster. They're going right. to have to give up some those players they have guys overseas because they couldn't put them on the roster so at the end of the day they're gonna have to make a trade before the draft right uh, because spe- they don't have any room to bring in a guy like markel fultz well they don't have any room to bring in any more guards well, <laughs> specifically well and, no, and, at, at and that they're point, gonna draft Brian, the guard if they do draft well because they're, they're gonna have to make a decision between smart Avery Bradley and uh, IT. IT. I, I think uh, getting rid of Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder is probably what they're going to go out. Go, that route's going to go because I, I Jay Crowder's um, salary is really good, and the quality of the player at that price is extremely nice right. for a team that's rebuilding. And then Avery Bradley's a defensive-minded guard, but Injury he can prone. also put yeah, but he he can also put up points when he's healthy. Right. So I, I don't think I don't think it's a bad idea to wait because you don't want to give up all those assets. But I will say that you're going to have to trade, uh, you know, three or four players to make sure that you have enough room for Markel Fultz or you know any Lonzo of those Bob. guys in the in the draft. And then you got Zizic coming over from overseas next year. And wow. you got Yabusele. Yeah, yeah, Yabusele can <laughs> stay in France. <laughs> Z- Zizic has been a name that keeps coming up this week, yeah. and it's pissing me off to know it. <laughs> the guy's performing well in a European league. Uh, you know who also did that? Yeah, the Greek freak. There I know, I know, but like he's an outlier. He's not the, the standard bearer for people coming from Christoph the European Porzingis. league. Yeah, but he's a recent success, which means there Porzingis could be more. Porzingis is another one, but they are yeah. few and far between. That's all I'm saying. So if they Look, I haven't seen the kid play. If he's legit and people are saying he is, that's awesome. But he's still a guy that's not going to help you this year probably not even next year yeah, there's a reason he's in like europe right now and not in the turkish NBA. league actually but it's because he's a ways away all right and here's the thing with with the celtics in their advantageous position because we've been talking to no end about how many assets they have and how many assets they've had over the past couple of years now the window's starting to close Am I right? Like, the, the Brooklyn picks are starting to fizzle out. You we, have we too many have, players on the have, roster. We only have, what, the two <laughs> Brooklyn picks left? Yeah. This year and next year's Brooklyn picks are the only two Brooklyn picks left out of that deal. But Dave, You've got a good group of young players, but the problem is, like we said, with this deadline, you had almost too much leverage. Teams recognize that, so you were going to have to pay through the nose. But now you're losing leverage slowly. The longer this goes on without you making a trade, you are now losing leverage. Unless and you're, and you're you going to. 
be taken advantage of. You're going to be taken advantage of, though, because teams know that you're at the point where you're desperate to pull the trigger on a trade. So you're slowly but surely losing leverage, and the longer you wait, the more you're going to have to give up for that guy if you want to make a trade yeah, with these and, picks or with your players. And, and more assets you have, the, the likelier it is for you know a team to really go out and go after you. Um, but there's no, like, I'm going to go back to it. There's no franchise-changing player out there because Jimmy Butler, if he was so great, the Chicago Bulls would have been in the top three in the Eastern Conference. If Paul George is so great, Indiana Pacers would be at the top of the Eastern Conference. You're right. So to that point, there's no guy out there that I'm willing to give up that kind of package for, and I recognize that you have to trade players, but at the same time, if you want to develop these players moving forward and you want to build off a young core... You can draft players as you go because I think that's the best way to do it. You're not going to beat LeBron James. You're not going to beat Steph Curry. You're not going to beat Kevin Durant. So who do you go after? You don't go after anybody because nobody is there available. But, Mark, that does make it sort of this long-term plan. And and it's been playing out as a long-term plan anyway, and it's nice that they're competitive during that whole process. But it's not an overnight thing. And I think as Celtics fans, we got used to that sort of overnight switch with that KD deal. All of a sudden, the KG deal, all of a sudden, overnight the Celtics were a championship contender that's not how it usually works so you've got to go out and get the asset while you can so uh, and I'm not saying they should have given up all of the stuff that uh, Indiana was asking for for Paul George but even if it was a Jimmy Butler if the asking price was a little lower for him and again I'm not sure Chicago is even interested in really giving him up but if there was the potential to go and do it you do it because it's not a one-step process it's a multi-step process you go and get that guy and now you're in a more apt position to draw in a free agent in the offseason you've got to do it one step at a time and at this point I think the steps they're taking are going to be that long that long-term sort of process where you're drafting and developing players hoping that they become superstars and at some point you hope that LeBron and Steph Curry fizzle out and aren't the players that they are anymore so that then you can make the jump but that's like four years down the line and remember that players are coming off the books, so you're going to have money to spend throughout free agency. So it's not just going to be through the draft. They're actually going to have the flexibility to go out and get a guy like Blake Griffin. Or even if Paul George is a free agent, you know, if he doesn't want to go to L.A., which he will go to L.A., but I'm just saying, you know, you, you have the opportunity to go after a guy like that. So but you're going to have. it's not going to end up where they end up signing with with the Celtics. You're going to ha- it doesn't happen. It, it never happens. That's the thing. If you if you had a guy in a trade right now, like a Jimmy Butler or something of the like, you'd have a more advantageous chance of getting a free agent here like a Blake Griffin sure. or, or You still or don't know if, if he opt- would or, actually. But but we always well, exactly, say that you have to trade and acquire them in a trade and then have them fall in love with the culture and the city and that's how you retain them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and and then if you get that guy, you can then get the next guy. Because right now, as it stands, you're not going to draw a Blake Griffin or a Kevin Durant if he opts out in in the offseason. You're just not going to with the roster is currently constituted. So maybe they do right. make a deal before the draft, and then they draw in another free agent. But if you don't do that, then the plan is a long-term plan, and I'm not okay with that. I want success now. This team is good. They're in second place in the East. You got to go for it at some point. They're not good enough. That's though. not really saying much, but. 603 <laughs> Quick break here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. On ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Like, like I said, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to upgrade our team. And, um, you know, but it is a delicate balance of short term goals and long term goals. Uh, obviously, both are very important. 
the, the here and now and the long term. But um, like I said, we're very excited about we are on a long term basis. And you know, this year, this this year we didn't do any make any trades, and last year we didn't make any trades, and uh, we we solidified our cap space, and we made a run at free agency, and we added Al Horford, and we added Jalen Brown, and are two of our very best players on our team right now, and. Um, you know, so like we're we're happy with the direction that we're moving. That's Danny Ainge talking to the media this week after the trade deadline. Uh, he mentions that it's a delicate balance of short-term and long-term goals. So let me ask you guys, what's the short-term goal for me? It's get to the Eastern Conference Finals, plain and simple. That's the short-term goal. No, I win say a series. The yeah, that's the goal. Win a series. How about we? They, see the Celtics have not won a playoff series in five series. years. I would love to see them just win one playoff series yeah, that'd be before nice. we start talking about right. the Eastern Conference Finals. To me, if they win a playoff series and then lose after that in the second round, that's a failure of a season. You have to get to the Eastern Conference yeah, Finals. Yeah. Depends I, on how they lose. I think right. people around the NBA and Celtics fans in general, they still have the notion that the big three is still around and, and that the Eastern Conference Finals is where their destination is. And I'm going to disagree with you. This team is not good enough to honestly either make it out of the first round or advance. No, I don't think they're ready. What are they, one and eight against playoff teams this year? Or, or the teams no, in the East that are above the, or in the playoff picture? To, like Toronto, Cleveland, Golden State, and uh, who else? I don't know. San Antonio. They, they have a terrible record against teams that are going to be there. Let's, uh, let's put it that way. And I just want to ask you guys the question. All right, because, Ashish, you bring up a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't think that they're good enough to get there, and here's why. I'll give you a list of teams that they're going to have to get through in order to get just to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you tell me, yes or no, are you confident that they win that series, a seven-game series? Are you confident that they even beat the Indiana Pacers in a seven-game series? Yes. yes. I think they can beat the Pacers. Really? Because yes. they got uh, Paul George and, and Turner it. there. That's it. And you think that they can combat that? I don't, they'll have I don't home field advantage. Yeah, I don't think Indiana has well, home court advantage. Anyway. They got home yeah. court advantage, but the their two best players are not as good as the two best players on Indiana. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, Celtics, yeah, are Celtics team, have though. more depth. You're confident they can beat Indiana? I'm fairly confident, yes. 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 How about Washington? Yeah, I think they should be able to beat uh, the Washington. If they have home court advantage, yes. How about the Raptors, who they cannot beat? Raptors scare me. Yeah, Raptors, Raptors are probably And who just got better. And uh, wiped out a 17-point lead that the Celtics had last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's borderline. I'd yeah, say that goes I, seven games. I think games. Toronto, Toronto scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, there's there's at least a series with those three teams. You would agree. Yeah, but I, I think um, the reason why uh, the Celtics had a problem with the Hawks is because the the Hawks w- had depth. Um, and I think the Celtics going up against like you know like you're well, talking about Paul George and they Miles also had Turner. the Celtics also had injuries. injuries. Yeah, Brad, Bradley and Crowder were not. Uh, Bradley didn't even play. Crowder not at a hundred percent last year against the Hawks in the playoffs. Right. They still looked horrible. But, uh, but I, my they point didn't give is, me any reason to think that they can win a playoff series. But my point is, when you go up against these playoff teams, yeah, like they have you know superstars. You can put quotations around that because I don't think Miles Turner is yet a superstar. But I think that depth wins you games. And if, like you said, if everybody's healthy, the Celtics can make a run, maybe possibly make it to the Eastern Conference, but they got to show more in, in regards to rebounding and playing more defense. I'm sorry, Al Horford is expendable at this point. 
I, I hate no one wants I his hate contract. His though. game though. I, I hate his game, and the only reason why the Celtics had to uh, sign him is to bring in a name. Not only that, but to fill salary cap. Right. So you know when people say you had to spend twenty eight million dollars, well that that was the asking mm-hmm. price, and that's how much money you had to spend. So it, it is kind of like stupid. It's a wash because you had to go out and get a guy just to fill the position when, when you don't have talent there. So I, I would say like depth wins you, but also the right players around you. So right. Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Brown can come off the bench and play good, but you also need other players to step yeah, you, up. You can't, you can't legitimately be a contender in this day and age without a big three. Yeah. That's one no, thing you that, can't. Th- that's well, one thing I, that we I'd, say whether, I'd say two. Yeah, I'd say two. I'd say two as well. Two minimum, but for the most part. You look at Golden State. They just added KD. And if you want to include Dray- Draymond Green, you can make an argument that they have a big four out there. But his, right? his Cleveland has their big three. In Miami, you had the South Beach Super Trio. Yep. You know, you had the big three with the Celtics. You had the big two with the Lakers with Powell and uh, Kobe. San Antonio. So, San Antonio had their big three before Kawhi Leonard got into the picture. So you need that big three or at least two guys. And until you get that type of roster, you're not going to be a legitimate contender. But you also need at least one, like, super superstar. Yeah, well, well to well, beat the team with a real superstar, yes. Yeah. And yes, da- you do. And Danny Ainge thinks Isaiah Thomas is that. and he Which also- is preposterous, by the way. Right now it is. He's he's never going to be a top ten player. I mean, right league. now it isn't. Moving forward, it might be. Because this could be lightning in a bottle where he just strikes this year. Right. Isaiah and Thomas then falls is a great off. player. He's a great player. But he Little can't do player. it on both sides of the floor. He's, like yeah. most He's horrible of defensively. Dude, you said it perfectly the other day. I believe this was you. You said Isaiah needs to be the three in the big three. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You need two players better than IT. You do. Right. If you want to compete with Cleveland or Golden State. And let's not even discuss Golden State. Okay? No, they're because, on level. because the first hump to get over is Cleveland. Okay? Yeah. Do you believe Danny Ainge believes in the depth thing that you just discussed, Mark? Well, Do you think that Danny Ainge I, believes with depth he can make a run at the Eastern Conference Finals? He, I, I or, think, do, or do you think that he didn't make a trade because he knows he's not going to make it past the no, Eastern Conference I, Finals? I, what I think is that I think they're trying to approach it differently because they have a coach. And they're trying to approach it like the college game, which coaches can win championships. And they're seeing how that goes. That I think Billy Donovan's what, trying it out with um, you know, the Thunder. They have Russell Westbrook, right. but they don't have anybody else. So right. Billy uh, Donovan's uh, trying to roll Brad with Brad Stevens has coached up this team to a team that is ne- currently second in the East, which is Great coach. remarkable. Sure. And Why didn't you add a big? Why in the world, if you thought this team was ready to go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, why didn't you add a big? Okay, because that's the bigger problem that I have here. If you believe in the depth of this team, right. you add a big because it's mm-hmm. a deficiency. Well, the Dallas Mavericks got Nerlens Noel for basically a bag of trash. And you so. could have gotten wasn't one Bogut of the, included what, in that? Bogut game? was. Yeah. But you, didn't Bogut get waived? Guys, how many yes. bigs are there so. that just rebound? How many of them are there in this league? You could have went many. and gotten Jared Sullinger. You could have brought him back, and that fills a rebounding need. Right. It does. Well, there's, Horford there's, was there's, supposed to fill that, but he is, can't rebound. There is trash in this league <laughs> that you could have gotten for pennies on the dollar, and it would have filled a need. In the it, it, the need is obviously for this team that they cannot rebound. You needed a rebounder. You didn't even make a run at a rebounder. So uh, so so we just he basically pushed all his chips into the table and said, "Screw it, we're not winning this year." And he didn't even give up any of his. 
his lesser assets just to make the team better for this year's playoff run. Dave, he didn't even do that. Uh, Dave, I, I will agree. I, I think Danny Ainge is throwing on the white flag just because he knows he can't beat the Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors. And it's evident. It's written on the wall. These, guys, these two teams are way higher above you. But at the same time, you, it's the same token. You can't give up value players moving forward because everybody's saying like you could have de- dealt Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, and Jalen Brown in that Brooklyn pick. You're giving up four players amongst that core that you have right now right. that's actually second in the East, and you're having Brad Stevens with great continuity through the roster, mm-hmm. right? But moving forward, if you get Paul George... You still gotta build off of that because yeah, but you're closer, there's a supporting Mark. cast. But but you're much, are you though? But, you're, but you need yes, supporting absolutely. cast. If you trade if you, away three you of tra- your core absolutely, players, absolutely, absolutely. For one, if you uh, look, if that deal was real, that was on the table. It was pick three out of the four. It was Bradley, Smart, Crowder, and Brown. Pick Who would three you, out of the four? What three would you choose? I would have picked. Uh, I would have kept Smart. Okay, I would have kept Marcus Smart on this roster because I think he's a dynamic defensive talent and he's a unique player that you want on this roster. Agreed. But you are absolutely closer to your goal of beating Cleveland if you bring in Paul George. You're not there yet, but you're closer. I feel like you're farther away. You got two-year runs. You're, you're not further away. You know why? Because you're that much closer to bringing in the next guy if you bring in a Paul George. Hey, you know hey, how this Ma- league works. Yeah, but Mark just nailed it. He, Paul George is a free agent after next season. 2018. That's why you don't pull the trigger. I understand. Okay. And, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't pull the trigger, but uh, like, don't get it twisted that somehow this team as currently constituted is good enough. Danny Ainge knows it's not good enough. He That's does. why he, he didn't does. make a move. Yeah. A- and I and I know you can sort of flip it on its ear and say, no, he believes in the team. And that's why he didn't make a move. But I think we're all smart enough to know that he didn't make a move because making one doesn't get you past Cleveland and there was a chance you weren't going to be able to sign Paul George in the offseason anyway. Dave, what you just said is, is Danny Ainge with the PR, okay? And, it, and there's a Danny Ainge behind the scenes. And Danny behind the scenes saying, I'm throwing the white flag because we're not good enough to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors. Right, and outwardly uh, he's saying, look, I, Dan- I love this team. They're exactly. a scrappy group of players, and they're going to make it all. They're going to give Cleveland a run for their money, and it's going to be awesome. They're going to try really super hard. Yeah, awesome, Danny. That, but that, goal- that works in physical education class. Ultimately, okay? the goal is to win a championship, and you didn't, really. get, you didn't get any closer <laughs> at this deadline. That's all I'm saying. Don't, well, I mean, get- don't uh, be... Uh, don't disillude yourself into thinking that they're closer somehow by not making a move. They need to bring in a guy. And, and I don't care how you go about doing it. Maybe you sign Paul George as a free agent this offseason. Not maybe this he, offseason. Maybe he doesn't go next to L.A. Season. Or, or next offseason. But what? Like that's my point. You bring a guy in here, right? You make the deal. Uh, say they get the number one pick in the lottery. They decide, okay, we're going to make the deal for Paul George. You bring him into Boston, put him in a good situation. It's a city of champions, and you can say you can be the centerpiece of a, of a championship team in a city where you won't just be celebrated for your, your one successful year. If you win a championship in this city, they're not celebrating the championship. They're celebrating you. Yeah. They're celebrating your life. That's what this team needs to pitch to these free agents, because Boston Boston's not a destination location for any of these NBA superstars. So you got to find a way to reel one in, to reel in a second guy, but you're not going to get there unless you take that first step and get someone here who can draw in that next guy. But guys, there, there's no like set lineup. Like you, you don't have a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center anymore. It's right. four guards and a big. And, that, and that's really all you need in the NBA these days. So when you look at it from that standpoint, you know I, I think if they, if, if they get the first pick, they're going to keep it, and they're going to draft Markel Fultz. They'll, dra- they'll draft another point guard. 
Yeah. It's going to be either ball but or bolt. But you're going to have to build off of guards and, and then uh, uh, assess, um, you know, bigs in the free agent market because actually bigs are, are a hot commodity in the free agent market. And, of course, you're going to need that wing scorer. You need that wing scorer. And, yes, Paul George could fulfill that. But he's already said that he wants to go to L.A., so why go after him? Well, right. I, I don't buy into any of that crap right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he might, he might want to preferably go to L.A. Fine, whatever. Things change. Things always change in this league. And I don't believe half the stuff that gets put out there anyway during the trade deadline. It's all smoke and mirrors. I don't believe a, a single rumor that happens. So this L.A. thing with Paul George. I believe in Wojnowski. May, maybe he wants to go there, but, I mean, is that organization closer to winning a championship than you are? So no, you he get, wants if to go you get out a, L.A. So if you get a meeting with these guys, though, you've got you've to gotta work your magic if, if you're If someone Ames wants to Stevens. go somewhere, you're not going to keep them from going to that destination. I, un- I understand. No one stops LeBron from going Boston's to Miami. It's not a destination location, <laughs> which is why you try to acquire the guy in a trade rather than in free agency. You get him in here first so that he learns that Boston is a great city to play sports at, in. As you said earlier, superstars decide where they go. So Paul George, not you, not the Celtics. He cannot not the Celtics. decide if you make a trade for him. Am I right? No, but he's a free agent after the 2018 so, so, season. Okay, let me, let me pose it to you this way. Do you think the odds of getting a Paul George long-term, not as a rental, but long-term, are the odds of you getting Paul George on a long-term deal greater if you try and sign him as a free agent or if you make a deal for him in a trade that brings him here for a year, where he's playing here for a year, and then you try and the sign latter, him. obviously. The latter, yeah. Okay, so if you guys, but believe I'm not that, giving up half my core for a guy that right. you don't even know. You're taking a, a gigantic a risk. But then risk. you're, but then you're further away. I'm sorry, you got to take the risk at some point because now you're running out of the your the window's closing on these Brooklyn picks, guys. And if you don't pull the trigger, then by the time these Brooklyn picks are gone, you're going to be stuck with the roster that you have is currently constituted, and you are no closer to beating LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. But how did Golden State Warriors become good? How does San Antonio they, like they, they, they drafted and they uh, pulled a horseshoe out of their ass with Steph Curry. Steph Curry, no, Steph Curry w- was working at his work ethic. He was a great player coming out of college. Well, but what number wise. was he even drafted? He was late in the draft. Seventh, okay, seventh in the pe- so, so you're draft. talking about uh, you? You would have had to have gotten lucky with. With a guy like Marcus Smart, okay, which doesn't happen that often. Steph Curry was was a unique player in that he wasn't a top three pick, and he turned into a superstar. You have to pull a horseshoe out of your ass with those kinds of guys. They got lucky in the draft. Look at look at the Thunder. They drafted uh, they drafted Harden, Durant, and uh, Westbrook, Ibaka. and where did it, and Ibaka, and where did that get them? They drafted all of those players, and look where they are now. Well, that's because they, they traded them all away. They didn't win a championship <laughs> because they couldn't keep all those guys. They didn't have a great coach. There's a <laughs> there's a small window though for all of this stuff, you know, and that's why the window when you got the big three here with KG and and, and Ray Allen was so was so short. Right. It was it was nice. It was great. It was an awesome run. I wouldn't give it up for anything, but it was short lived. And they should have had two titles out of that. Three. So so you and and you know that those were close <laughs> series against yeah. the Lakers. So it's touch and go. But that's why you take the risk. Because you can get to that point. If you get to that level, you've taken a risk, but at least you're there. Now you're in the conversation. You've got a chance to beat these teams if you go and do that stuff. So uh, to me, it's take a risk once in a while, and now the window's closing on your assets. So it's got to happen sooner than later. They didn't have to take a risk with Kevin Garnett because Kevin Garnett had a no-trade clause, and he wiped it, and he came over to the Celtics. So, But there's a difference here. 
Kevin Garnett was a power forward, a guy that really believed in the the spirit of the Celtics. Whereas Paul George, I feel like, is a fancy guy. But he Kevin wants to Garnett go. Didn't want to come here at first. But but Paul George is from L.A., so that's why I think he wants to go play for his hometown team. I I, I know he said he wants to play for a winning team, and I recognize that. But the Celtics right now, even if they add Paul George, that's the thing. Even if they add him, they're not a good, they're not a great team. I get it. No, but you got Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford. you're, Celtics, but you're Celtics. closer if you add Paul George. You're closer. And, you think you're closer. And you have a better chance of signing him at free agency if he's here for a yeah, year. Yeah, but you don't necessarily have to make that trade. You just have to make a deep playoff run. I was right. telling Brian the other day that right now the Celtics are the San Diego Chargers of the mid-2000s. Good, not great. Can't get past New England. That's what the Celtics are. Can't get past Cleveland. If you are just good enough to get to that point where you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, much like the Chargers in the mid-2000s, got to the AFC Championship game and lost, that might be enough to bring in a guy and be like, you know what, they're one guy away. One guy away from making it to that next round. Maybe, but if you never take the risk, then you're, then you're never going to uh, get over that hump at the same time. Okay, so the reason I say go and get a Paul George in a trade is because you risk not getting him at all. All right, if you believe that that's a guy that's going to make your team better, go and make a trade for him. I'm not giving up three, three or four. If, if, he, had, of my if, core he, had, if he had three years left this, on his deal, I'm not saying this is the deal that you make. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to take a risk at, at beating Cleveland, you've got to get a guy like Paul George in a trade where he doesn't have the choice at free agency to go wherever he wants. But if, if the trade's not there, I mean, you can't force it. So I, I think Ainge wanted to make that trade, but I think that yeah, just his the, price, the price was way, way too high. I just, way too I, high. I just think you're closer if you get Paul George to getting that next guy. And if you get Paul George, you Who, know, who's the next you're, you're that much closer. Who's the next guy, though? Uh, whoever opts out this year or next. But there's not like, there's no like superstar Kevin franchise. He's, he's not. He's Why not it. if Paul George is on this? He's team. staying in Golden State. You don't think he'd want to come here and no. play with Paul George? He's, it depends on what happens with the Warriors. It's a year. dynasty. He's staying in Golden State. They're well, gonna they gotta win. win. They gotta win five, yeah, six championships. Okay, so you there. might you might be right. So what's the point, right? Yeah. So what's the point anyway? No. Nope. Why even bother? There's no point. Keep all your assets. Draft all your picks. Five years from now, you'll be, it, Danny. you'll be a completely different team. Exactly. And you won't have won a championship. Yep. And you're going to wait for LeBron and Curry to fizzle out, but it won't matter because no, at just, that point... You're mainly waiting for LeBron. At that point, there'll be a new batch of superstars in this league that you're going to try and acquire through trades or free agents. Yep, Markel Fultz in the draft. But you won't have any assets left over. Okay, so if Fultz isn't that guy, you're porked. End of story. You're screwed if you don't get that guy. You got 2018 draft pick, so you're too. Crossing, you're crossing your fingers. It's a hope and a prayer. In 2019... Something. You got to no, take a risk at some point, guys. That's all I'm saying. Six you got to do it at some point. 603-883-9900. The Red Sox officially have started Grapefruit League play. We'll talk about that next year on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire.